unpacking the many crises that shape who we are and what we believe in. This is Identity Crisis Collective with Chloe and Jake. Hello everyone and welcome to the Identity Crisis Collective podcast with Chloe and Jake. That was such a like, everyone's going to enjoy my intros from now on because it was so sing-songy, like I'm ready to step the pep up today. Am I getting replaced? (laughs) absolutely you're getting replaced this is my job now not me literally having a panic attack 10 seconds ago when you were like you should do the intro (laughs) i'm clearly Um, i'm clearly not the professional and no definitely not i'm reconsidering my position uh as (laughs) lead anchor of this podcast as a matter of fact no it's not okay it's not okay you have to you're fired i know i like we were just talking about um men and women in in power and you're fired so (laughs) get over it (laughs) Pay gap, never heard of her. (laughs) This is so off the rails already. Okay, so today we're gonna be talking about moving out of home. This was like, I I put an Instagram story out recently about it and I was like, what do you guys wanna hear about? And what's something that was really transformative for you in your life? And tons of people said moving out of home and I have done that. Jake, have you done that? I have not done that, and I, I, I want to in that it will happen at some stage. Uh, it's weird talking about this as a thing that could happen or thing that should happen in the middle of a pandemic. It just feels wrong. Um, yeah. But it's on, like, it's on the cards. It's something I've I'm, I'm been thinking about, and because I'm now at the age, I'm hurtling towards 22, and um, everyone else seems to be doing it, so why not me? That is fair. I did it. And anyone who hasn't is a loser. <laughs> totally kidding. <laughs> I'm the worst. So I did it in like possibly the most privileged, easy peasy, lemon squeezy in the middle of a pandemic way that you could possibly do. <laughs> and go. that is to get into a relationship with someone significantly older than you who already owns a home. <laughs> Woo! Woo! I mean, it's a strategy and it worked for me. Like, honestly, like I'm very, very, very privileged to have this life and to be able to not have to pay rent and like just come in and pay bills and pay groceries and stuff like that and it was a big adjustment because I didn't pay like board at home I didn't really pay for groceries at home like I don't really pay for anything (laughs) um keep in mind my parents still pay for my phone bill (laughs) but (laughs) I'm I'm a child like I'm a child who just so happens to live in a house in a really nice house that so I don't deserve. So you're girl bossing your way to the top, and that's exactly right. I, I think that's. I think we should. I, I'm always supportive of a girl boss. <laughs> I think it's. I think it's great. Um, it lends itself to comedies just so beautifully uh, that I don't mm. even need to make the jokes. You can make them yourself at home. What's uh, that's a big jump though to move go straight from home to moving in with someone that. And I'm, I don't mean this in any way to, to question your relationship, but it is a huge thing to jump into living with someone, like yeah. straight out of home. That's a big, big jump. Oh, to me, it is. Am I am I blowing it out of proportion? I probably am. No, I? no, not at all. It was like terrifying completely, but it's something that I have wanted to do for forever. Like I love my parents very, very dearly and they taught me to always be independent and that I'm not an extension of them. I am a human being who was just raised by them for a little bit. And so because of that, I've always 
I like I love them. I just don't want to spend every second with them, and I don't want to spend any second every second with anyone really. <laughs> like I like my personal space, and I like to be alone. And so it's something that I like wanted to do like as soon as I turned eighteen, and I just didn't have the opportunity then. But if it hadn't been, if I hadn't moved out when I did and moved into this incredible house that I am lucky to live in. I would have found a way at some point to do that. And and I was lucky to, I don't know, it was just kind of like everything kind of fell into place. Like I think when I moved out, I don't think I even had a job because I was like really sad. Maybe I did. Maybe I didn't. I don't remember. You know, sometimes you just have to be sad and move out of home with no safety net at all whatsoever. But the good, the thing is that I have a support system. Like I have my parents there who are willing to help me. I have my sister, I have my partner, I have everyone. I have, I just have so many people around me that were like ready to catch me when I fell and I haven't fallen yet. Although I do have a $750 home and contents insurance bill. What the hell is that? What, what, what for? What? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what, what it even is. Uh, this is this is the point where I regret that we haven't been able to monetize this podcast yet because it would be <laughs> a really great opportunity to segue into our sponsor, uh, some insurance oh. firm. But we, we don't <laughs> have any. We don't have one. Um, no, if you want to sponsor us, you know, <laughs> we're here. We're open. Inst- Instagram at Chloe Jake Pod. Slide into our DMs. <laughs> um, it's really interesting, though, the idea of like a safety net and... I can see it actually being a barrier in a way. Case in point, when I've thought about moving away from home, I'm, I don't want to move out to go through all that effort and energy to move out only to then find myself financially stuffed and have to move back in. Yeah. Like, I can. I, that would be really difficult in the sort of lunge towards independence to then have that taken away from you or that sort of prevented by your own actions, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. I just... I, that, I struggle with that a little bit. I struggle with, I look at the finances of it. I look at the housing market. It just seems so bizarre and so foreign. And yet, lots of people I know have done it. Lots of people I know are renting properties. They're renting properties either in the suburbs, the, you know, the inner suburbs, the outer suburbs, or they're living out in the country. Um, and I think also, though, the idea of a safety net and to, to bring it back to your earlier point about privilege, um, compare my situation and your situation with my partner's situation was living in a country town in the middle of nowhere in regional Victoria and moved to the big smoke. It just happened to be the big smoke was Bendigo, which is not the big smoke compared to... <laughs> you know, it has There's fewer people in Bendigo than there is in my entire local council area. That, but that is such a big move in and of itself. And I'm not trying to say that's not important or I'm not diminishing that per se. But the circumstances there are you're in a place where you don't have any opportunities. In a tiny country town with a few hundred people in it, you have, you know, a small supermarket, you have a convenience store, a general store, a post office, you have one, maybe two hotels. Those are your services. Mm. Those are the employment. Everything else is agriculture. And if you don't like working on a farm, I dare say you don't have an opportunity to live out there. Uh, if you, you need to rely on, on work to live, that is. So, if you want to go and get an education outside of year 12, if you want to get a job in a service industry, anything like that, you have to move away. Um, whereas, 
the opportunities that have come to me, I haven't had to move. I don't actually work in my local area, mind you. My office is on the other side of the city, um, but we are in lockdown and we've been working from home pretty much for the vast majority of the last six months. So it really is a much of a muchness. But in normal circumstances, you know, I don't live and I don't work where I live. I live here and I work elsewhere, but I can do that within the confines of a city. It's a very different proposition to move across a city than it is to move from one town to another town or from a town to this to a city. I don't really know where I'm going with that. More so, just to <laughs> say there are different experiences here, and yeah, it can be different. To, like, there's a lot of factors that make it easier or hard for someone. You've got people who financially can't do it who manage to make it work. You've got people who can do it who, you know, financially it just doesn't work out for them because they have to sacrifice too much and. Like I look at housing affordability and the way it's gone in Australia and to compare where we are now to where we were then, the median house price now is roughly in the 770 mark, $770,000. That's the median, so the, the, you know, the, the middle. <laughs> That's a lot of money. There are many properties where I live that are well over the $1.5 to $2 million mark now, which mm-hmm. that's not reflective of the house's value. That's the market, right? To yeah. give you a comparison, 1980... The median house price was $41,000. Now, holy moly. <laughs> $41,000 is to give you a rough indication. You could afford that on a year salary now. Back then it wasn't proportional, but you know, you can if or if it was still around that price now, if it hadn't really grown, that's a year salary. A couple of year salary if you allow for inflation and the like. $770,000 mm-hmm. is an absurd sum of money. Yeah, it's absurd. Like a lot of money. It, well, realistically, you're right. Like, absurd is the absolute perfect word because, like, like I said, my partner owns this house or he owns a portion of this house and he also has a, another apartment as well, an investment property. And to pay off both of those loans is going to take him, like, forever, just, like, the rest of his life. And it's like, that's that's nuts. Like, you, how can you do this to people? Like, it, people are investing into their futures, but then it's like... How much of their future do they get to enjoy those investments? Well, it's exactly that, and also like the the, the nature of having a, a property portfolio also means that that's housing supply that's taken away from people who could be homeowners. You know that that forces mm. people into rent because there is no never-ending housing supply. And at the end of the day, housing is also not just a an economic issue; it's not a market issue; it's a supply problem as well. So yeah. those factors, the fact that it's hard to get a house means that houses are finite and there are more people than there are houses, which drives the housing price up. Um, and, I, and, I, and I think that that ties into homelessness and, and it ties into a lot of societal oh, problems as a result. It, yeah. It's why you have suburbs where you have big houses on big blocks with nothing around them and compare that to somewhere like the inner suburbs where you have a great deal more density, but you also have uh, you have a culture, you have venues you have services mm-hmm. right at your doorstep yeah in the outer suburbs you have a shopping center <laughs> like it's a very <laughs> weird compa- it's a very like two completely different worlds and what's interesting is i know you've written european influence and i'm curious to see what you talk about but i, I if you want to see where we came from and i'm talking where you know early australian society was modeled on on what was happening in the, the cities of, you know, London and Manchester and Liverpool and that and the like. And that's what a lot of Melbourne 
is. A lot of the inner Melbourne is still terrace mm. houses. It's still small houses, small living spaces with everything yeah. nearby. Everything's in either in walking distance or you can get a tram or you can get a train or now a bus. The outer suburbs don't work like that. And no. <laughs> that ties into where you can move to, what you can do. So all of this is still, yes, it's tangential, but the, this, is, this is relevant. I think it's, it's not something we think much about necessarily yeah, either. Yeah, no. And I think like for both of us, like both coming from a place of privilege of like not just, you know, just having good things happen to us just because of the way that we look and who we are and our circumstances and whatever. And so you don't like think about things like that. Like I don't, when I'm like moving into this beautiful house, I'm not like, hmm, I wonder who's homeless right now, you know, even though it is shoved in our face more and more every day because they're um, being forced to not be in the city and just be in your local suburbs. And maybe that's an important thing. Maybe we need that to just be like, hey, that's not okay. And before I could ignore it because I could walk around the city and I could see a bunch of homeless people and I could walk around them. But now I have to see them at my local shopping center and maybe that's just like the kick in the butt that we need to be like, okay, let's like, let's do something about it then. Let's donate some money to some charities because I'm lucky to live in this house where I don't have to pay tons of money aside from like bills and whatever. So why not spend that extra couple of bit to help other people out? And I think that anyways, like this is like a whole other thing that we could go on, but I um like I will always give money to like anyone like if someone's asking for money if that makes sense just give it to them like it's two bucks out of your money or 20 bucks like however much you want to give doesn't really matter like whatever they do with it is their business but it doesn't make a difference to you like that's the two bucks you're gonna spend on a chicken and cheese so it's like who cares you know I I, I'd like to know what economy a chicken and cheese is five years ago <laughs> no, but I think it's it's a good point, and I think if you if you do have that privilege and you do have the ability to live comfortably within your means, etc., 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 then yeah, of course, of course you do. I think that there is just a great there's that, and it's also intergenerational as well. There's a you know housing supply bought up by older investors because they've had the ability to buy houses because they were cheaper and they mm-hmm. also have more money. It's it's a fact. Um, and so the housing supply issue ties into that as well. That's an inter- that's an intergenerational wealth problem as well. So all these things really intersect. Yeah, and I think I think that that's like I suppose that's where like I could very easily because I always do <laughs> tie it into like the European influence because to me in terms of housing and living and stuff like that, the European influence is solely based on money and the importance of money. And I understand this as like in Italy, at least, like obviously there's a billion countries in Europe, but in Italy, for example, um, the the parents pay for the majority of anything that the child needs un- up until they finish university and have a successful, well-paying job, and then they pay for things themselves. And then they have their own kids, and then they do the same cycle again, right? That's a very European thing to do. And I think that that's coming in very strongly in Australia, at least in the past couple of years. I'm sure it's been like around forever, but in the past couple of years, I've seen a lot of people just like valuing money above all else. People always say to me like about like buying property and stuff like that. And I'm like, that's 
nuts. I'm literally a baby. I don't like, we just had a discussion. I don't know what home and contents insurance is and I don't know why I have to pay it. So why, like, I can't imagine like buying a property and like putting money into that property and making it look like the house that I want to live in forever. I can't make that kind of commitment. I don't know if I want to live here for the rest of my life. Like, hello, I'm 21. I like, I still wear Powerpuff Girls t-shirts. Hello. I don't know what I'm doing. Absolutely nothing wrong with that. Absolutely nothing (laughs) wrong with that at all. Exactly. Exactly. But people, like people our age, are buying property. Like, they are fully settling down and buying property and getting married. Like, and uh, to be fair, a lot of the people that we grew up with are super rich and had have that privilege from the very beginning and so it's easier for them to save up that money because they have more income coming in and blah blah blah, all of that jazz and also to get loans approved and whatever but it's just like kind of icky to me because people are like obviously buying property for themselves but then it's a whole thing about it being an investment and if you rent you are basically like just like funneling money into nowhere right so like at least if you buy you're you're spending that money on yourself eventually but if you're renting it's not really like that it's basically just like i need to be here to live and survive so i have to be paying rent right now and that sucks but then it's like this whole like money centric thing of like only you deserve money and only you deserve your money if that makes sense and so so it's like I don't know it's just and people people are staying staying later living at home and I just think like where is your sense of independence especially because a lot of people that I know who are spending that extra time living at home to save up to buy property and blah 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 are like deeply unhappy with their living arrangements and like don't enjoy still being told what to do by their parents and like that's something that you I don't know it's just like why are we sacrificing our happiness for money and for a house and whatever like I just think it's a bit of a waste of life like life like you could die tomorrow Mm -hmm. like would you prefer to like be happy or like have a future investment property you can't use you know yeah it's a it's a tough one um I I firstly will just make the point if you ever see an article on like news.com.au or one of those type websites and it's a story about someone who's ridiculously young who's bought their first house keep reading and see how far down the article they bury a sentence that explains how much of their parents' money that they've been loaned to be able to buy the house. Because 100% of the time, it never fails. It's always mentioned, but it gets mentioned lower. And like it's always like mid to low part of the story because it always gets introduced in this. And this is one of the things I hate about journalism, but it gets introduced in this cutesy way where it's like, Oh, we can use this as a setup to quote either the, the 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 child who's just bought their property, either them talking about how much they love their parents, or it, it's a quote from the parent talking about how much they love their kid, and that's great. But you then have this headline of like twenty year old um, de- defies gravity, not that, but I can't think of anything else. Um, de- you know, def- defies everything to. Um, buy house and uh, <laughs> such a terrible headline but like it's those kind of things but it's like you won't believe how this person did this and it's just pure clickbait um, and I click on it every time and I get angry every time and I know it's the yeah. same damn trick every time it doesn't change it's not difficult to learn it's the same damn trick and it gets me every single time 
it's 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 frustrating, but yeah, well, but I still it's the exact same. I still click on <laughs> true, it. True, true. It's the exact same concept of like what people get annoyed about for like Instagram models and stuff like that. Is like you're showing something that is just not going to be the reality for like tons and tons and tons and tons of people. Like the amount of people our age that can afford a property when most of them were working at Macca's for like a good chunk of their teen years like it's not it's just not feasible it's just not feasible for a lot of people and it wouldn't be feasible for me like I just so happened to have moved into a house that was already owned and so I don't have to worry about paying rent but I don't think I don't know it's just like there's so much wrong with it to me and it's like placing so much importance on money and it like makes me it just like makes me sad because I'm like, because I'm like deeply happy. And I love, like I said before, like I love my parents and I loved living with my parents and I appreciate all of their support in everything. But they, like I said, they taught me to be independent. They taught me that I'm my own person. And, and from what I'm seeing in a lot of people that I know that have bought property or are saving up to buy property, but are still living with their parents in order to do that, they are not they haven't been taught by their parents to be independent they've been taught by their parents that money is what matters and at the end of the day like you're gonna die (laughs) this took a really sad turn but like you are gonna die at some point whether that be tomorrow or whether that be 500 years from now which is my goal (laughs) you can't take this stuff to the grave with you so just like let it go and this is me like I have tons of savings like I have things and life plans that I'm saving for but it's like what like what's the point of anything when you're just gonna die (laughs) shout out if you're living on the dole um you know just let it go exactly just live your best life (laughs) just live your best life no not like that at all like if you have the means and money to live comfortably then like do that but I don't think that having a house or like whatever is like the way to do that like this is a conversation I have with my sister constantly because she's always like you know you should look at at buying property and blah blah and I'm like bro calm down like you're almost 30 I'm 21 do you remember being 21 Nicola she literally 21 she was living in a house that was like it was like a huge ginormous house in Caroline Springs that was paid for by her friend's mum because she won the lottery. So it was like a bought house and she didn't have to pay rent. She didn't have to do anything except for like hang out with her mates every day and like get drunk. Like that was her responsibilities at 21. Imagine buying a property. What? Hello? So my key takeaway from this week's episode is <laughs> win the lottery. Yeah. My key takeaway is just like live your life how you want to don't worry about what your parents want for you you know like they might not have your best intentions in their heart so look after yourself it's a nice cheery way to end isn't it win the lottery your parents don't know what they're talking about your parents hate you Well, that's that's what we were talking about before, about like inflation, like the way that it was when your parents were younger and they were buying property or their grand or like their parents, like they didn't have to pay as much as we do now. And we are in debt for like the rest of our lives if we do. So like, what, like, what's the point of anything really? (laughs) Yeah. The future's so good though, because I can get a smart fridge. So who's to say who really wins and loses? (laughs) 
Before we finish up this week's episode, we have a little announcement. Jake, go for it. Thank you. So I've just won the lottery. Uh, No. (laughs) Here's the thing. We are having heaps of fun doing this. We hope you are enjoying it half as much as we are. Um, And we also know that from when we, prior to this season, we surveyed you on our Instagram at ChloeJakePod and we wanted to see, among other things, what you think an ideal episode length is because some people like short episodes, some people like long episodes. And it turns out that absolutely none of you could agree and we've had a terrible season of trying to work out the optimal length between long and short and some conversations need longer and some need shorter and all that. So what we're going to do is take that on board and starting from Monday, we're going to be releasing two episodes a week. The Monday episode is a new format and it is going to be the most important thing in the world. These episodes will be 10 minutes long. Uh, Chloe will convince me or I will convince Chloe that something or someone is the most important thing that they should be worried about in the world right now. It's it. It's 10 minutes, start to finish. uh, And by the end of it, hopefully I've convinced Chloe or she's convinced me and we'll see whether it's good or not. So we'll trial that starting Monday next week uh, in our usual format on a Thursday. So you're going to get two episodes a week and we'll keep our usual Thursday thing pretty chill like this. Chloe's not saying much, which I, I'm feeling really pressured. I'm just pressured. so excited. No, I'm, I'm like, I'm getting very excited for it just because it's like, that's what the podcast always kind of diverges into anyways, is me desperately passionate about things that don't matter at all. And so I'm just excited that everyone's, I mean, hopefully other people like it and, and we'll see, we'll see what people like and, and maybe we can get, maybe we can get some viewer little relationships going and we can have some people give us recommendations of what they think is the most important thing. It's like a debate class, but like not bad. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it, it's less a debate and it's more this is your pitch, why this is the most important thing in the world right now. And yeah, yeah it, it's I think it's going to be heaps of fun. Um, so in saying that, we'll put something up on our Instagram at Chloe Jake Pod, uh, asking for your topic suggestions. If there's something that you are damn passionate about, it can be funny, it can be serious, it doesn't, like, we, we have the room in this space to sort of play as we go. So yeah. come tell us what you care about and we might be able to get you on. Hopefully. That's that my so little funny. announcement. Um, so with that, I've been Jake. I've been Chloe. She's taking my job. Um, and yeah. we'll see you on Monday <laughs> and next Thursday and so on and so forth for another edition <laughs> of the Identity Crisis Collective podcast. Bye. Bye.